Hello, hello, friends and gamers. Today, I had a really interesting conversation with Saif Al-Naji, who is the CEO of General Meta Network. General Meta Network is a pioneering crypto project set to transform the gaming world with its extensive gaming library and bespoke blockchain designed exclusively for video games with the objective to empower both gamers and developers. They're a relatively new platform, but I had a great discussion around a variety of topics about their platform, why they chose the chain they did, what they think of AI and gaming, especially Web3 gaming, and overall just had a good time talking. I also want to note they are based out of Dubai, and if you're not already aware, there's a lot of really interesting things going on in Dubai related to crypto, Web3, blockchain. It's becoming a really interesting hub for this kind of stuff. So I'll post some links in the show notes in case you're interested in reading and learning more about that. I've included all their socials in the show notes, so you would be doing both me and them a huge favor if you went and checked them out. My name is Matthew, and this is the Web3 Gamer. Have you ever wished you had more money, struggling to make ends meet, you know, hungry kids, bills piling up, rents overdue, oh gosh, you're just living paycheck to paycheck? You've heard of selling your blood, but have you heard of selling your spit? Just keep hocking away in those big tin pillory things. $100, easy, telling you, such a massively untapped market. So sell your spit today to Spitty MacGyver. Yeah, well, first off, I just wanted to uh, thank y'all for having me today. Thank you for uh, letting me in on this. I really appreciate it. Really looking forward to talking to you uh, and uh, your network. We have some questions. So, you know, my background has really just been in a lot of traditional gaming, but uh, I've been investigating and wanting to do a podcast for a long time, and I've been in a few Web3 projects and a couple NFT projects. So as I was looking at that market, I felt it was very untapped and it was very difficult for someone like myself who enjoys podcast content a lot uh, to go find a place where I could find, you know, people talking to people like yourself who are involved in the industry, you know, creating new products, new content in just like a centralized place. So the main reason I created this podcast was really to give people an opportunity to educate, learn, you know, hear from industry professionals like yourself, really get up to date about things. So I really appreciate you being a part of it, taking the time for me. Thank you for having me, honestly. Um, I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you, Matthew. So let's just dive right into it. So what, what's your background? Where did you, where did you come from before you were in Web3 and how did you get into this project? Well, I've been in the media industry for close to 10 years. Uh, that's where everything kind of started off for me. Radio, media, music, entertainment, events. And I've been in the blockchain and the crypto industry for a little over five years. We started off by actually doing uh, crypto networking events. And then we shifted into being some sort of like an advisory hub. Uh, we've advised a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, up and coming kind of uh, crypto startups out there in the market. And we were just waiting for the right time to, to launch our very own platform. And this was a call for general meta network. And yeah, the idea came about roughly two years ago. It started off with just a one-off game, and then it developed to becoming more of like a hub, a marketplace, an ecosystem where we could adopt hundreds and thousands of games from all over the world. 
Yeah, and, and that is a big trend I'm seeing in probably the last year or so. I've also only been in, I should say, actively involved. I mean, I've known about crypto probably since about 2014, but I didn't actively start doing anything with it until 2017, 2018, and then really uh, buckling down about three years ago. And I came in as a crypto fan, discovered a lot of Web3 gaming and obviously the NFT thing that came with it, and I found it really interesting. But for me, it, it, it's funny, like I... I've, I'm a gamer to my to my credit, I should say that before I ever got into this, I was playing games from the age of five. I'm 30. Um, so I've been playing for 25 years. And so I'm just wondering if this was something where you decided to get into this because you were considering yourself your gamer, you felt maybe there was a market gap where people who were interested in Web3 gaming wanted an easy access to a platform. It was just kind of missing. And so this was uh, a niche you wanted to develop, you wanted to bring to a community. I'm just curious where that you came in and how you got into this? I wouldn't really consider myself as like a, a gamer, like a hardcore gamer. Obviously, like every other person out there, I've gone through that phase um, in the early 90s, early 2000, uh, as, a, as a teenager of playing all of these games out there, like, you know, Sims, Age of Empires, Warcraft, Counter-Strike, etc., etc. But, you know, when developing General Meta Network, uh, obviously, being in the crypto space, uh, uh, being in the blockchain industry, we found that this was an untapped market. Uh, we do understand the opportunities uh, that are within the Web3 gaming space. Um, it's, it's, it's a niche that we wanted to discover. It's a niche that we truly believe in. And we know that this is going to be the future of gaming. People are slowly shifting from traditional games into um, into Web3 gaming, but we're still far from mass adoption. But this is one of the reasons why we carry out uh, live sessions such as this one. Uh, we are actually in talks of releasing a series of kind of like educational videos of how you could potentially tap into this market and, and benefit from it and, and truly utilizing the technologies uh, that are being implemented in the Web3 gaming space. Sure, no, definitely. I, I would agree with all of that. And so then I, I guess since you're a platform, you know, are there any particular games you you are currently plugging to your audience or you're currently advertising for or, or is it kind of just on a on a rolling basis? It depends who's the who's the new player on the platform or I don't know if you have any particular ones you've partnered with that they've done really well and so you're always plugging them, you know, every chance you get. So so we're less than a month old, right? Uh, we've only just uh, kind of gone public with our website, with our socials. Uh, we're slowly, slowly building a user uh, base. And uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, as General Meta Network, we are a hub for gamers, but we're also a hub for game developers. You know, in the very near future, once we complete building our uh, blockchain is when we're going to adopt and onboard all of the games that are developing, uh, that are being developed by uh, third-party users, uh, probably uh, indie studios out there who are looking to kind of uh, increase their reach and increase their awareness. And this is where we come in. We provide you with the resources and the solutions um, to to basically raise awareness for your game. But we do have a development team internally who develop games. And uh, we've just released our very first game, which we're very proud of. It's called Mini Race. It's, it's a very simple 
racing game. And this is what we're trying to focus on right now. We don't want to really go with any complicated and, and high tech game that people would find it hard to understand. Uh, we want this process to be seamless. We want to start with a simple game and slowly, slowly build our way up there. But yeah, mini races out there. It's it's live on our website. It's currently free to play for the entire month of June um, during the pre-sale period. But starting from the 1st of July is when you can start using it for play to earn. And then in the next couple of days, we're also releasing our second game that's produced in-house. It's called Undead Riot. It's a zombie shooter game that we're experimenting with. But right now, we want the community, we want the, the gamers to go out there, download these games, test them out, uh, you know, share with us their thoughts, if there's something that we need to kind of uh, um, kind of edit or uh, improve. Uh, we're here to, to listen to all of, uh, you know, the gamers' opinions. At the end of the day, they are spending countless amount of hours on their computers every day playing these games, and they know exactly what's good for the platform. Sure, definitely. So then can I ask if... For your um, play to earn, do you have your own tokenomics and token in place, or are you uh, are you simply doing cash out in other cryptocurrencies or fiat? We definitely have our own token. It's called GMN. We are, as I mentioned earlier, we are during the pre-sale period, so I'm urging everybody to go out there and just look at the project. And you know, if this is something that they find promising, that they find interesting, and if they want to use our games for uh, the play to earn mechanisms that we have implemented, please feel free to buy our token right now. Of course, if you buy it right now, uh, it's going to be a lot more affordable than when it launches out there to the public on a on a DEX on the 1st of uh, July. But yes, we are using our token. And this is the only way using our tokens called GMN to play and earn, uh, whether it's our games or any of the other uh, third party uh, games that we're going to be onboarding uh, within the next couple of months, probably beginning of next year. That's awesome. So that, that's that's interesting too because you're one of the first platforms I've talked to that has a development team in place. Um, a lot of them always have, you know, front and back end integration site, things of that nature, but most of them kind of have clients or partners in place where if somebody approached them and said, hey, I want to develop a game, uh, they're like, well, you're going to have to go through one of our partners. We don't we don't worry about that. We just do listing. We do um, curation. You know, we do user retention, user acquisition, yep. things of that nature. So that's fascinating. Also, uh, having worked on a few, it sounds like you're in like the casual style gaming. You know, like you said, you're not trying to complicate it too much. Having worked on a few um, casual style games, um, those do very well, I think, in the crypto space. And it's interesting to see lately, there's been a lot of AAA games coming up and popping up. But um, I mean, the, the people involved with that and the amount of fundraising you have to get and the teams you have to get to make that happen, I think is just it's a it's a high barrier for the average, you know, maybe somebody who wants yeah. to get in, into Web3, wants to create their own gaming project. So I I see your platform as being a very much more uh, intermediary way for people who, you know, maybe don't have two million in VC funding, but want the help with the development and, and to get listed on a platform for a game, for an idea they have. I think it's a really good starting point for a lot of people. We, Go ahead. We're definitely your, your middleman between, uh, between gamers and, and game developers. You know, we just connect the dots, mm -hmm. but you know, one of the, one of the utilities or one of the features, I would say, or qualities that we have, there's a lot of projects out there that offer what you've just mentioned right now. It's just simply a marketplace where you come in uh, pay specific fee or share a commission with the uh, marketplace and uh, 
they they don't get involved with your gameplay with with the with the experiences of of the of the users and the gamers. However, uh, with general meta network, having a, a professional team of of hardcore gamers, not only we help you with the financial tools, not only we help you to to reach out to a vast and a large uh, community of of active gamers who are interested in Web three gaming. Uh, but also we do advise you, you know, we scan your project, we do our due diligence and we do advise you on where you should be heading, what you should improve. If you require a certain kind of funding, possibly in the future, you know, we're going to allocate and we're going to be working with, with VCs and, and private investors uh, who might be interested in, in actually taking your project to the next level and improve the quality of your game to make it more appealing for the gamers. So we have different, um, I would say, pillars on where you could come in and depending on where you're interested or where you lack uh, certain specifications uh, within your game, uh, this is where we can, uh, we come in and, and help you out. Yeah, no, that, that's a, that is a, that's a great place to be. And I think a lot of people who just have an idea or they don't understand, you know, end to end development, that's, that's, it's always great to have an advisor no matter what project you're working on, but especially I think yeah. in Web3 Gaming, having an advisor is imperative, especially someone who's run, uh, they, you know, they've done all the end-to-end or they've run successful projects so they can go, here's my pitfalls, don't do this. You know, it's it's just a very important thing. I think every project I've been involved on, the advisors have been very helpful and it's never, it's never telling you what to do. It's always just suggestions that they think are best practices and I, I always appreciate yeah. that. Exactly. So you all are on XDC chain. What what made you all choose to go on that chain versus, you know, Ethereum is obviously a very popular chain for a lot of gaming, uh, a lot of Web3 games, the majority of them, I would say. So what made you all want to go with XDC chain? Uh, that's the question that we get asked quite often, to be very honest with you. Obviously, XDC is a relatively new uh, blockchain. And by the way, XDC is a fork from Ethereum. Oh, so there's, okay. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of qualities uh, that we still get from the Ethereum blockchain. However, when when you look at our platform, considering it's a gaming platform where you don't necessarily have to invest a huge amount of money to uh, to start playing our play-to-earn games, if you're if you're investing um, a total of ten dollars to play our first game, which is out right now called Mini Race, um, the last thing you want is to spend one or two dollars on transaction fees. That's 20% of your overall volume. Uh, hence why we have gone with XDC, not only because if it's very low, almost almost zero, like I'm talking about $0.000 uh, when it comes to transaction fees, but also it's extremely fast when it comes to conducting transactions. It's it's even faster than, than XRP. It's faster than Ripple. Uh, we're talking about possibly over 20,000 transactions uh per second collectively if you have all the right uh, you know uh, all the right tools so this is i would say the the two main reasons why we have gone with xcc we've been in talks with them they have offices in dubai actually their headquarters uh, in dubai we've met with the team um, they're extremely supportive they're actually looking at venturing into uh, into the web3 and the gaming industry and hence why we're in very close contact right now we're going to be carrying out some um, some kind of like seminars and workshops at their offices in Dubai. So we're very excited to kind of, uh, you know, venture with the XDC family on, on this journey. And I think it's, it's going to add a lot of value to, to the gamers. At the end of the day, we are here to empower gamers. We're here to make it 
uh, an incredible and a profitable experience for the end user. Yeah, having having messed around with a multitude of different chains, and full disclosure, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Ethereum. Period. But I understand its uh, its support in the network and why so many people utilize it. But yeah, X, XTC sounds to me like what Ethereum was planned to be and still hasn't been, unfortunately. Much cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> a, a, much cheaper, much faster, much more scalable. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could see, and especially the fact that they're going for Web3 and they can still tout that they're you know a fork of Ethereum, I can see that going very well and very successfully for them because it has all the benefits of Ethereum with none of the pitfalls, it sounds like, which mm-hmm. is very, very nice um, considering so many people just accept the insanely fluctuating fees with Ethereum as normal for any NFT or game projects they're on uh, because they're like, well, that's just the cost of business on Ethereum. And you're like, it's not. There's there's plenty of other chains, but everybody defaults to Ethereum just depending on your development team and the languages they understand. Obviously, Solidity is one of the oldest ones that people are still working with for smart contracts. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand it from that aspect. But um, yeah, I, I, I had never heard of it till we, you mentioned it before our interview, and I was reading about it and hearing about it, and honestly, it's it's a chain that um, it sounds like it sounds like what Ethereum should have been, and I really like that idea, and that's a chain I really want to look forward to the progress. Yeah. So that's cool that they're based out of Dubai, and y'all are going to be doing so much with them. Um, I'm really looking forward exactly. to exactly, and you know out. they they have a fund called XVC, uh, which we are exploring at the at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of funds that. Uh, are being injected into the development uh, uh, of of XDC, whether it's promotion wise or technicalities. So it's it's a promising blockchain. Um, it, it, I, I must be honest with you; it's it's a little bit risky. It has taken a toll on us, and it's still taking a toll on us, considering that it's not as popular as the other blockchains out there. Uh, but we we truly believe in 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 the vision that they're trying to build. And we want to be one of the early adopters of the XDC blockchain, considering it follows the same vision of course. as General Meta Network. Of course. And, and I would say with time, the the better chains and the more successful chains will go through the woodwork because obviously there's a multitude of chains out there and many of them people have never heard of. And it's not because it's not because they're not you know, doing work, but if they don't have a good core, which I think XCC has a good core from from what I've read and the way you explained mm-hmm. it, that I, I can see it rising over time, especially in Web3 gaming. Absolutely. So I'm really Absolutely. glad to hear how aligned y'all are with that. So I, I guess I wonder, you know, it sounds like since you all kind of are going to planning to have a multitude of games, at least with your first two games, were there any particular traditional games you took inspiration from or that your team was inspired by to choose to make those particular games versus something else? Uh, to be honest, before before launching the pl- platform, uh, we have probably scanned every single game uh, out there in the market. Um, whether it's a traditional kind of Web 2 game, uh, Web 3 games out there in the market, we have le- really scanned all of them and looked at what are the, the features or what are the things that actually make this project successful or make this game successful. So we have taken all of the kind of the pros and implement them in our in in, in our kind of ecosystem. But you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Roblox. Um, I'm a big fan of Axa Infinity and 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 what the team is is doing over there. There's a there's a whole bunch of you know we look at Steam for example as as a marketplace for traditional game 
we look at App Store. We we look at Google Play. You know, we look at the heavy heavyweights, but also we look at the upcoming kind of uh, startups uh, who are trying to venture in the Web three space. So our inspiration is 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 mixed uh, from Web two games to Web three games to certain marketplaces and ecosystems that offer similar services to what we do. Sure, and I would say that's a great thing because that means your interests and creativity is ever evolving. Yeah. So we're not we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. That's the way I like to put it in. We're trying to make the wheel better and more and easier. You know, as I said earlier, more than ninety percent of the gamers out there, they're still into traditional games, and we need to slowly, slowly. Uh, raise awareness and make them understand that the future, the the billion dollar gaming industries in Web three, it's not in traditional games anymore. No, of course. Sorry, that makes total sense. Um, so then, what what do you all? I guess do you have any plans? And if not, it's totally fine. Obviously, AI is a big topic right now, and I'm seeing some games, especially in Web three, are looking for ways to incorporate AI, even if it's simply, you know, arguably AI has been around in traditional gaming for a while, even if only as you know, computer versus player. And I'm curious if you all have any delvings in that realm or are considering something for the future of your network, maybe any of your games uh, to incorporate AI in any way. Absolutely. Funny enough, we were. Um, at an AI show in Dubai, we took part in an AI show in Dubai uh, over the last two days. And it's just interesting, the conversations that were carried out on stage, not just um, on a gaming perspective, but in every single kind of uh, industry out there, the use of, of, of AI is going to truly transform the way we live, the way that we conduct uh, business, the way that we play games, you know, uh, AI could be used in a lot of different kind of aspects when it comes to when it comes to gaming. Uh, it could improve the gaming experience better by collecting information, uh, by really navigating uh, the, the gamers as they're playing the games. Uh, what, what are their habits? Uh, what are their styles of, of playing the games? Uh, all these data, uh, even in terms of like uh, cybersecurity, how can you, of course, blockchain, crypto in general, cybersecurity is a very essential and a very sensitive topic. And AI could come in to help assist in eliminating fraud and, and trying to improve the security of, of the games and the overall ecosystem. So there's a lot of different kind of use cases within the Web3 gaming space uh, that we can use. Maybe it's still early for us as general meta network to look at it. But we, we, you know, every now and then when we have internal meetings within the team, it's it's a topic that gets kind of dropped in, um, and we look at you know future ways of implementing it into our business model. Sure, a really interesting um, topic I heard lately was someone was talking about the idea of since some of these games, and this is I'm thinking more traditional gaming with this. Um, you know, you have cheaters, you have people who, you know, hack, break the games for playing multiplayer online. Somebody made a really interesting proposition where they're like, if we can get an AI to understand the script and teach it to recognize if somebody has, you know, added software for cheating or is, you know, breaking, you know, they're not supposed to go through this wall, but they're going through it and then it could correct it and either remove them for a game or ban their account. They're like, that'll be fascinating to have AI referees in these multiplayer online games 
who are ensuring that it's a fair playing field for everyone. And I thought that was really fascinating because that was something I had never thought of as utilizing AI and gaming. I was always think of it as, oh, you could expand the way they play, the way they speak. You know, if it's an AI that can learn how you play, technically the skill level can just exponentially grow um, no matter how 100%. good you are. It's, it's all about improving the the gaming experience of, of the user. But as I said earlier, cybersecurity, security in general is, is a very important kind of topic when it comes to any uh, tech industry or any tech company. We are uh, primarily a tech company and uh, integrating uh, the use of artificial intelligence in our business model is going to improve the security of, of our platform heavily. Yeah, and so then I guess you, you've kind of touched on this earlier that you know, we, we've discussed like how Web3, you know, and NFT gaming to, to a degree is bumped in with that is is going to be this massive platform going forward and growing. But I guess I'm wondering, do you, you know, and this can be a personal or, you know, data driven responses, you know, do you think Web3 is just this unique in- ecosystem that's complementing traditional gaming? Or do you ever imagine at some point they're going to cross over to the point where they're mishmashed? Can you come again with a question? Sorry, sure, sure. I, I missed the first part of it. It's good. So basically, Web3 gaming is kind of this unique ecosystem that complements traditional gaming right now. And I'm wondering if at some point you believe they'll cross over to the point where they're indecipherable from one another. Well, they are crossing over. I mean, of course, uh, gaming is is, is not going to change. Just certain features that has always been neglected uh, such as, for example, players owning, you know, the in-game assets. I'll, I'll give you just a small example. Um, growing up, uh, I'm sure you've gone through the phase of, of playing Sims, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you spend countless hours. You wake up, you start building this family, you start building your house. You invest a lot of time, a lot of effort into really building this kind of superficial world on your computer. But then... Two years, three years down the line, you're going to eventually get bored with with the limitations of resources. I mean, they've done an incredible job of of continuously, you know, adding uh, new things into the game on a on a regular basis. But um, but the the way I see it is that why don't you actually own these assets? Why don't you own this family? Why don't you own this house? Why can't you make money out of it? You know what I mean? Why can't you trade it? Why can't you sell it to other people? Uh, and and this is where you know the 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 cross kind of interest comes in between uh, Web two and Web three gaming. This is primarily what we're concerned about right now is that players cannot earn money by playing traditional games. There's no transparency. You know everything is owned uh, by the developer on a on a centralized kind of uh, uh, server, which is not very which is not very healthy for the user. It's, it's not very secure because at any point of time, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen like we've seen with a lot of projects out there, crypto projects. Someone could maybe pull the plug and everybody would lose kind of would lose all the history and all their funds. So this is the beauty of using blockchain and using Web3 and decentralization when you're talking about gaming. Sure. I don't know if that answers the question. No, no, that definitely does. And, and to complement that, look no further than in traditional gaming. Um, supposedly AAA titles, you can't see them doing air quotes, are um, launched to massive failure. And the money to people have paid for an entire game that's, you know, online primarily or online only. 
And because it has such a failed launch, they close the servers and people go, cool, so I literally have a, a paperweight now. I can't play this game anymore. And through no choice of their own, you know, maybe if there had been a, a, a DAO in place to say, hey, would you be willing to, if everybody chips in a dollar for the servers a, a month or a year to continue to play the game, is there enough people interested to keep the game going forward? And you go, it's, it's small enough that there's enough people who want to play instead of just going... Sorry, as a collective whole, since we control all the assets and the servers and everything that runs, we've decided this isn't worth the money for us, and we're just canceling it altogether. Absolutely, the the, the gamers don't, and in, in, in traditional gaming, the gamers have no say; they have no authority over the game. But they are the reason why your games are successful. Why don't you give them a share per se, in a form of a token, in form of an NFT? You know, this is going to empower, this is really going to make the gamer more attached and more loyal to your game and to your platform. And this is where Web3 Gaming comes in. It's, it's, it's honestly a beautiful thing um, for, for every single party involved, not just the gamer. It's a beautiful thing for the developer, for the, for, for the middlemen as well, including ourselves. Well, yeah, and even just with the royalty system built into NFTs, there's... You know, the original, again, this is something that could you could just argue happens in video gaming all the time. Maybe a certain game doesn't sell well at launch, and then years later, people are like, hey, this was a hidden gem, and so all of a sudden, the price that it goes is skyrocketing for more because it had a low run because it did a bad fail, and you're just like, so the game was $60 at launch. Now people are paying upwards of $100 a copy, and you're like, well, the original developer doesn't see a dime, a penny yeah. of that. But now if it's an NFT sale that didn't do well at launch but caught traction later through royalty payments, they're like, great, we can still, maybe it wasn't great at launch, but now we can take that money, either utilize it for other projects or we're still getting some sort of benefit from it. Absolutely. You know, we're trying to create a platform that truly allows people to be finally entrepreneurial in the gaming space. And it's as simple as clicking a button as joining our platform. You know what I mean? They can create their own revenue streams uh, so you no longer have to get yelled at from your parents that you're not pursuing an, a proper kind of uh, education or you're not becoming a doctor like an engineer. No, you could, from an early age, by literally pursuing your gaming interest at the comfort of your home, you can start creating your revenue stream. So you can go up to your parents and be like, look, I've been making money all this time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I <laughs> I think about all the hours growing up where... um. You know, my, my parents maybe weren't so critiquing of me, but they'd be like, man, you're, you're playing that game for a really long time. Like, what's the benefit? And I'm like, well, I enjoy it. You know, I guess you could always, I, I, that's a big thing. A lot of people will tell me about nowadays is they'll be like, man, I just like, I can't sit there and, and play a video game. I feel guilty. I'm like, well, do you sit there and watch movies or shows for hours? I'm like, it's, it's a different form of media. I'm not knocking one or the other. I'm like, but if you can do that why does playing a video game feel less rewarding or like a waste of time for you? And it's just interesting to see that dynamic play out with people who will consume other forms of media for hours and hours and feel no guilt, no shame, be like, yeah, it's totally normal. But for some reason with video mm -hmm. gaming, there's like this kind of inherent, like, yeah, you're kind of like wasting your life. You can't be doing that. So I agree with you. It's, it's, it's nice to see in web three that it's something where you could be building a network. You could even argue that with Twitch now where you're like, I yeah. can play video games, make money. I can make a living off it. Um, if yeah, I do yeah. it right. there's, there's no harm in, and in, in, in using games as a as a mode of of entertainment that's that's no problem you know every now and then we love a bit of uh, you know a, a bit of a, a FIFA match or a, a round of I don't know like a shooting game or whatever it may be but if if you want to spend hours on a daily basis then why don't you monetize your time why don't you monetize your skills and turn them into 
real life rewards and real life assets like proper money. This is what Web3 is all about. Sure, 100%. Totally agree with you. So then tell me, what do you, what do you think about traditional gaming companies getting more involved in Web3? So two that come to mind is, I, I don't know if you're familiar with seeing, but Razer has launched their own Web Web3 VC firm. And then also um, Yuga Labs, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, they have the, for their their game, other side, they got the chief technology chief technology officer from Epic working with them. So they've got, there's some big players and some big money from traditional gaming going into Web3, which to me signals they clearly believe it has a great, bright future. Absolutely. I mean, you know, traditional gaming companies are increasingly in, involved in, in Web3. We've, we've seen recently... Um, a couple of kind of CEOs of, of major gaming corporations uh, tapping into the into the Web3 uh, gaming space because they, they see the potential. Uh, you know, the world is, is changing. The reason why people are all over crypto right now, although comparing to the to the rest of the population all over the world, uh, it's it's an insignificant amount of people, but it's it's rapidly growing. And so is the process of uh, onboarding these traditional uh, gaming CEOs and founders and, and giant studios in the in the Web3 space because they do understand that this is the future of gaming. This is where all the gamers are going to spend the majority of their time. Of course, there are a lot of challenges. There's poor gameplay in the Web3 gaming space. I've, I've seen some very poor quality games, uh, which is fine. But, you know, we're here to to improve the quality of games. We're here to improve the experiences of, of gamers. Uh, mass adoption, as I said earlier, is still far from being implemented right now. But, you know, we're very um, ambitious. We're here to overcome all of these challenges. But, uh, but, but having those uh, major giant uh, traditional gaming corporations tapping into, into Web3 is just a testimony that uh, this is where the future lies in gaming. Sure. And, and I would say, um, Oh, I just blanked on what you were saying about my response. So I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Man, it was with mass adoption. Don't you hate it when that happens on the tip of your tongue and it just goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, I think it, we've covered, we've covered that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've covered quite a lot. And, and I will say we've, we've kind of been, breezing through uh, a lot of this pretty quickly. But I, I do want to go back real quick and just, just ask you one more question with AI. And this is more of an open-ended question. But, you know, do you think with, you know, obviously Web3 Gaming is on the rise. Obviously AI is on the rise. Do you think there's any way that AI can ensure, you know, that kind of, we talked about cybersecurity earlier, that that's how, are there any ways you particularly think of that comes to mind for you that AI in Web3 Gaming can offer that security and that fairness in blockchain tech and NFTs? Um, I mean, you can never eliminate by 100% um, any fraud or scams towards your platforms or towards whatever technology you're trying to uh, build out here. But the way I see it is by using blockchain, by using artificial intelligence, you are really uh, bringing this percentage to the bare minimum, you know, by eliminating those frauds, by really understanding the 
the, the, the frauds that tap that you get attacked with before they even attack your platform. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a huge, it's a vast world to tap into. We are riding, as I always say, we're riding this plane as we're building it. We sure. are learning more about AI and how it's being integrated and how can we make use of it in, in, in the Web3 uh, gaming space. But I truly think that by combining artificial intelligence, by combining the decentralization, cryptocurrency, all of these new uh, tech trends uh, that people are yet to tap into, if we combine them all together, we can create really solid foundations for the end user. Uh, eventually, you know, we're here to, to empower, we're here to, to make the experience a lot more smoother, a lot more profitable, a lot more easier for the, for the end user eventually. Of course, we want to think of ourselves as, uh, as a business. We want to make sure this is a business model that's profitable, but we're here to make it better for the user at the end of the day. Of course. No, I, I totally agree with that. And that makes total sense. I do remember what I was going to say earlier. So, you know, you were saying about how there's poor quality games you've seen. I, I almost feel like, and I don't know if this, if this time is memorable to you, depending on, it depends on when everybody started adopting their smartphones or their, you know, their iPod touch. I feel like that period from like 2010 to 2015, there was so, and the app store really started taking off for Apple. We saw so many games launching and obviously for every 10 games released, one of them was actually fun to play, and the other nine were basically shovelware. And I feel like we're kind of in that with Web3, and there's a lot of people out there who I think are just releasing a game, hoping to capitalize on it, but they don't put the development or time into making a good-to-play game. They're like, well, people just play it. Like, I, I, like, it speaks for itself. And then when it crashes and burns, and other people find it, they go, man, like, what is this? Or people who are developers who go, I can program a game in 30 minutes or less or whatever, and I can build it using other assets from other games. I'm just going to do it and release it. And so it's weird how there's a lot of high quality, but there's also a lot of muck right now. Uh, it, it's just a weird, and I, I equate it to, it's almost like that time where people are still figuring out like, well, if I just keep releasing stuff, something's got to bounce, right? Versus going, well, no, there needs to be more thought and quality put into it. Like I can't just release it and it'll be successful. Mm -hmm. and, and this is where, uh, interesting enough, this is where AI comes in. Uh, as much as I'm not, very fond of uh, heavily relying on AI, but you you know AI could play a very uh, important role in allowing developers or opening uh, a huge door for developers to create better games, to create better R, to 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 create better coding for your game. Uh, I'm not saying that you should heavily rely on it, but it's gonna really help you to to save time. It's gonna help you to navigate your game into the right direction and make sure that you are. You know, following all the right steps to develop a solid game that's appealing for for the community out there. Uh, but uh, I mean, with every other with every other uh, field in the market, there's always you know uh, people who provide good service, people who provide bad service, and you just have to to conduct your own research and be smart enough to uh, to figure out who's providing poor service, who's providing good service, and then choose your way. Sure. Pro tip to anybody listening who doesn't know how to do that, always ask for references of said services. So can you provide me a portfolio yeah. of your services? And if they cannot, stay away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because every reputable... Like in crypto. Oh. You know, there's a lot of bad <laughs> projects out there. There's a lot of scams. There's a lot of projects that don't deliver what they promise. And you just have to do your own research. You have to be vigilant of, um, of, of the alerts 
or what what are the checkpoints that you need to kind of tick off before investing into any project or before start playing any game? Sure. And again, I would say, unfortunately, a lot of people who get into crypto who invest don't have much or any prior investing experience. And one of the number one rules of investing is never invest more than you can afford to lose. So a lot of people invest more than they can afford to lose, unfortunately, in products they haven't done their research on. And then it all goes, you know, belly up and people wonder why crypto still gets a bad rap when I I would argue that, you know, 90% of crypto projects out there, unfortunately, since it's still the Wild West, probably are somewhat scamish. But the 10% that are out there are such valuable Mm -hmm. gold, it far outweighs the bad, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Well, so then is there is there any plan since we were talking about decentralization earlier? I don't know, you know, maybe this is a further horizon or it's just kind of been a thought. Is there any plans to ever incorporate, you know, your network into maybe a, a DAO or bring a DAO somewhere into some point where people could, you know, one of the reasons people like DAOs is they can really control the future of like kind of, especially in gaming, the future of where the game goes. So I don't know if you've ever heard of or looked at Star Atlas. They have a DAO. And a lot of people can mm-hmm. help build the storyline, control where the game is going. And that's kind of the power they give the players going like, well, if you have tokens, if you've been playing the game, you can vote on certain aspects going forward and decide like, is what do you want to see more of? And, and you could argue you get that from a, a good community base. But I think if you have the people who play and are more engaged, like a DAO can be a very beneficial piece of tech and, and allow people to have a lot more trust in your company since they know it's more decentralized. Absolutely. I mean, we're still at the very early stages of exploring um, uh, the possibility of of having a DAO uh, within our ecosystem. Uh, It has been discussed once or twice ever since we have started developing this this project. However, we do have at the moment um, certain kind of voting criteria for the early adopters and for our communities. And one of the one of the very first things, for example, I've told you earlier that in a few days' time, uh, we're going to be launching our uh, zombie shooter game. It's called Undead Riot, and our community, uh, whoever joins our kind of uh, our, our team, uh, are going to be the first to have access to this game, to play it, and to to vote and to give us their opinion about you know about their gaming experience. What should we improve? You know, we're all about the community. We are a community-driven project. Uh, if it wasn't for the community, we would not be there. Uh, we have a small community relatively right now, but we are building it. Uh, we have major plans, you know, for mass marketing uh, kind of uh, adaptation in the market. Uh, but yeah, we, we are, we're offering a lot of qualities, a lot of say into our project for the early adopters and the early investors in the project. That was on the table. To, to sum it up, it's on the table, still early, but it's on the table. Sure, of course, nah, and I completely understand. Well, then, I really only have one more question for you, and this is kind of more of a, a personal, you know, I I, always, I like asking this because I always, I don't know if you've ever listened to the Lex Friedman podcast, but I'm always a big fan at the end of, he always asks for advice to give to young people, and the more I've been involved in Web3 Gaming and projects, I find that it's always really helpful to get this question perspective from people who have industry experience. So is there any advice that you would give to younger folks starting their Web3 project or Web3 journey? Mm, uh, Before anything, uh, do your research, uh, open your eyes, uh, 
don't uh, d- d- get out of your comfort zone. If if you are a traditional gamer, if you are a traditional game developer, I mean, it's great. I'm not. I'm not. By the way, I'm not like. Uh, uh, putting traditional gaming kind of down or saying that it's useless or anything. Absolutely not. But, you know, there's a lot more opportunities. It's like uh, investing in, in, in Bitcoin uh, when it was at $1. This is exactly uh, the case with Web3 Gaming. It's here to stay. Uh, we're only just scratching the surface right now. So I would really urge everybody out there, whether you're a gamer, whether you're a developer, whether you want to build your own platform, uh, Really do your own research, learn, educate yourself, go out there in the market, keep studying the market, look at the opportunities that this market has to offer, and do something for yourself. I could not agree more, Safe. Well, is there anything else I missed that you want to bring up? Because that's all the questions I have. Um, I think we've covered it all, but I really want to thank you, Matthew, uh, more than anything for, you know, for, for conducting this uh uh, live session on uh, Twitter. We're going to definitely be doing a lot more of these uh, regularly just to kind of keep you updated with uh, the progress that we've been making at uh, GMN. Sure, definitely. I want to thank you for you know being the guest, for talking with me, and for letting things go as smoothly as they went. I, I hope your viewers enjoyed. And for anybody listening, I am planning to have this uploaded as an episode of my podcast. So if you have any friends who wanted to listen who couldn't turn in, we're definitely going to be able to, uh, you'll be able to share it with them, spread it around. So it will not be gone to the ether space for any means. Yeah. And make sure to follow Matthew. Um, he always has something up his sleeves uh, with interviews and, you know, uh, uh, bringing some very exciting people who are uh, truly making a, a difference in the, in the space of gaming and, and, and Web3 as well. So thank you, Matthew. Of course. I deeply appreciate it. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with everything going on and I'm looking forward to see the developments that come down the pipeline. Thank you. We'll catch up soon, Matthew. Definitely. Take care. Take care. Have a good one. Well, friends, that's another episode down. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would really appreciate you rating it on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you can rate and wherever you listen to and get your podcast would mean the world to us and help get this podcast to people who truly are involved in web three gaming blockchain and cryptocurrency and want to learn more and stay on top of these emerging technologies if you have any queries want to reach out about any collaborations or advertisements as well as want to reach out with any improvements you think we could make on the podcast please email us at the web 3 gamer at proton.me we would love to hear from you and take every response very seriously take care and keep gaming my friends